Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to another week of WLPR, We Love Philly Radio. It's your host, Q, and your co-host, Farouk. Yo, what's happening, everybody? How's everybody doing out there? Another beautiful Tuesday evening, late afternoon, depending on where you are. Well, Farouk, we, uh, we all got the email and the text message about the contest, and he picked today's topic. So um, I think it's fitting for you to give an introduction to the topic. Well, today we're going to be discussing, uh, you know, people who get rewarded today for things they accomplished in the past. Um, pretty much what that means is, like, you know, people that have achieved things in the past or uh, done some type of work in the past, and they go to do the same work today, and it's not up to par, it's not, you know, the best, but because of their reputation already, they still get the job or they still get the part or they still get the accolades that goes with uh, the position that they're going out for, the position that they have because of who they are. Uh, For example, in the radio contest that I was going up against um, a bunch of guys, and a lot of the guys, uh, were not rookies to the contest. Uh, it was a contest to be a sports talk radio co-host. And some of the guys entered the contest last year. And um, this year when they brought their take, um, a take is like, you know, just their opinion on whatever things or their recording. A lot of them did parodies. They did silly stuff, whatever. Um, and some of them got to the final eight or got further than I did based on the merit of their previous performances, not necessarily uh, based on, you know, what, not necessarily based on what they were giving out in the competition this time around. Um, and they advanced. I mean, they got the votes from the from the people at the radio station. I had, you know, good votes from all the fans and supporters, so I appreciate everybody out there for voting for me. Um, but if you didn't, if you didn't hear, I lost in the KLAC vote, and those are the people at the radio station who voted. And I think they just voted for the guys that, you know, that they kind of knew. Um, I, I, I can honestly tell you that if I got on there and and one of the guys take, his name is Michael Lowe, and uh, he pretty much just got on there and cursed the people at the radio station out for having a contest this year where second place gets money. Because he won second place last year, and he didn't win anything. But this year he gets on, he records two minutes of nothing but him cursing out the people at the radio station, and he made it to the final eight. Like, it's supposed to be about who can be a sports talk co-host. You know, you got to give some sports, yeah, you want to make fun of stuff, but, I mean, for you to just call up and curse out people. If I would have just called up and cursed out people at the radio station, I don't think I would have made it as far as I did, not even to the Sweet 16. So how this guy can get on, on the contest this year and make it is ludicrous. I mean, some some other examples I can give you guys. Like, for instance, everybody watches American Idol, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's say let's say uh, David Archuleta, who's the runner-up for American Idol this year, say he comes out next year to try to compete again because he wants to win. I'm not saying I don't, I don't know if it's in the rules or not, whatever, that's not really what's important. But let's say he comes out next year and he wants to win, so he auditions again. Now, let's just say he has a crappy audition in his home city, right? I mean, crappy. I mean, he's cracking, you know, he's horrible. It sounds like he's been smoking for the last 364 days before the auditions again. But they put him through anyway because he was the runner-up last year and they know what he can do. It's that kind of stuff that I'm talking about, people achieving things from the past and, and still getting through and still getting by just because of their reputation and things that they've done in the past. I mean, we got to live for today. You know what I'm saying? We can't we can't sit there and and have all this stuff going on in our lives uh, and, and and expect our past achievements and things to pull us through. Um, it, you know, it happens in the sports world. It happens in a lot of entertainment and stuff like that. It definitely uh, happens a lot a lot in the music world. A lot. Exactly. And that's what I'm talking about. I mean, is that fair? I mean, is that really what's going down now? I mean, we got hot new artists out there that are out there busting their butts, making new hits, 
And we got people out there who, just because they made old hits back in the day, they might have won a Grammy five years ago, they still out there getting record deals and still putting out work when their stuff is crap and it's not selling. When other people's stuff out there is hotter than theirs. But just based on their, their merit and their old achievements, they're getting through. So I want to know if anybody out there is listening, you know, if you guys have had an experience where you got uh, the short end of the stick, uh, the low end of the bargain, you know, due to uh, somebody else just showing up and kind of pretty much just doing what they need to do and uh, just showing up and reliving and surviving off of their past work. So give us a call, 646-716-8602, because I want to hear from you. I want to – I need somebody to – shoulder to lean on because it really it really affects me that, you know, I got on there and gave sports takes and I did a little bit of parody and somebody can just get on there and curse out the radio station and get farther than myself. I mean, I, I, I don't know if that was the contest was about, but you know what I mean. But you, I'm sure you've seen it happen in the music business. I'm sure you've probably even seen it happen with a lot of your comedian friends and stuff like that. Um, just, oh, um, see, I'm not touching the comedy realm at all. At all not going to talk about that because I don't like making enemies there, but um, <clears throat> it has happened a lot in the music industry. For instance, uh, I was listening to the radio about two weeks ago, and someone was like, um, what are you talking about Stevie Wonder? Like, he, he wasn't knocking any of Stevie's past stuff, but what he was saying was, you know, what has he done recently? I understand, you know, he should be respected for what he's done in the past, but everything he's churned out has not been hit. And, well, we can definitely say that about Michael Jackson ever since after, uh, what album was Remember the Time on? Yeah, was that, what, was that what Black and White on it? I think Black and White was on that, too, yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah, like, the last time Michael Jackson has had a major hit, and we were in high school when that happened. And Remember the Time is when he had the, that was the whole Egyptian video, right? Right. Yeah, so, you know what I mean? But, see, I mean, it, now, now. Now, I don't know. I mean, Stevie Wonder is on a different, in my opinion, he's on a different category. Um, but, I mean, I guess I guess that would just be, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's a double-edged sword here that I'm, that I'm playing with or not. But, I mean, yeah, Stevie Wonder, yes, he probably hasn't put out any hot stuff lately. But, you know, the old Stevie Wonder is what we listen to. We don't listen to the new Stevie Wonder. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, for instance, like, you know, we got game three of the NBA finals coming up here in a little bit, kicking off in about 50 minutes or so in the show. Oh, yeah, I can't like, wait for that one. This is a this is an awesome uh, final. But, just, you know, just like Kobe Bryant won the MVP award this year. I personally don't think he should have won it, but everybody kept on bringing up the argument of the fact, you know, they were looking at his whole body of work, you know. And that was my first argument on the radio contest about MVP is that, you know, the most valuable player is about the most valuable player in the league. It's not the most dominant player. It's not the most clutch player. It's about who is the MVP for their team and for the league. And Kobe Bryant, I mean, yes, he was in the argument. I'll give you that. But I don't think he was the most valuable player in the league this year. And it's supposed to be this year, not prior years. And everybody kept on making an argument that, oh, he's never – we can't believe he's been in the league for 12 years and he's never won it. And That's because he never deserved to win it. Because it's part of your to get the MVP, you have to have a certain attitude. You have to, you know, be team oriented and all that other stuff. And he's never been that. He's still not that. Right. And it's just you know, but but he got the MVP based on the fact I believe that he's never won it. I think of you know, uh, you know, at least twenty five percent of people's uh, deciding vote went to the fact that he's never won it, and that shouldn't even be in an argument. That's just not fair to people like Chris Paul, Kevin Garnett, LeBron James, and whoever else is in the, in the, in the category because they're looking at his whole body of work. But anyway, so, yeah, we got, we, got, we got the green and the purple and gold battling it out again, a renewed rivalry over two decades old. So who, 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 you, who, you, who you got picking out there, uh, Q? Who do you think will win the game? Who do I want to win the game? Who do you want to win the game, yeah. Uh, anybody but the Lakers. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm one of those people. Okay. Yeah, yeah, going for Celtics. But if it wasn't the Celtics, it'd be whatever other team was going up against the Lakers. Right. So you're you're pretty much you don't 
you don't really like anything. You just know you don't like the Lakers. I know I hate Kobe. How about that? Well, you know what? I think, I don't know. I think it's a lot of people in Philly that just don't like Kobe. Because I don't like Kobe. And the main reason why I don't like Kobe, now I respect the man, but the main reason why I don't like Kobe, and, uh, you know, some of our Philly people can call us, because back when we had the uh, All-Star game in, what was that, 2004? I believe we had Philly host the All-Star game in 04 or 05, maybe. Um, and Kobe Bryant got booed in Philly. So, you know, all our Philly people call us in and tell us if you do or don't like Kobe Bryant, if you respect him or whatever, uh, 646-716-8602. But the main reason why I know I don't like him because he claims he's from Philly. No, he doesn't claim he's from Philly. Everyone else says he's from Philly. He is from Lower Marion. He's made that very clear. He's never said he's from Philly. He says he's from Lower Marion. All the people in Philly who try to have a reason to like him say, oh, he's from Philly. No, 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 he's made it very clear he's not from the area. And as a matter of fact, he only used to come into Philadelphia to play street ball. That was the only reason why he would come into Philly. And I'm sure the court would get a cheesecake. What did you say? Um, no, his name's Kobe after Japanese uh, beef, some very expensive beef, so I think he's too high to diddy to try a, a cheesecake in Philly. <laughs> See, I, see, ooh, I don't like that man. You said what? I said, ooh, I really don't like that man. Yeah, I don't, I don't that, like that. And, that and, like, he, when I was working at um, Channel 10, there was an intern who used to play basketball with him, and he was, like, he has, like, the foulest attitude. He has the nastiest attitude towards his teammates and towards the opponents. Like, he... He has no friends in the court at all. Right. And then, you know, everybody's talking about him revamping his, uh, you know, his personality and everything. Man, I think he's still the same old person. I think he's just being somebody different in public. And I'm not talking about, you know, what he does for charities and all that other stuff. That's all well and good. You know, I'm, I'm just talking about the, you know, the everyday on the team stuff. You know what I mean? I, I respect the man. He's a great basketball player, probably the best in the game right now. But uh, I don't think I could ever become a Laker fan or even cheer for any team that Kobe Bryant is on. So. And the funny thing is, like, I don't think it's a bad rap, but he's actually nicer than Kobe. Who, AI? Yes. I can imagine. I can imagine. But, hey, you know, AI just ran into the problem of running with his friends and stuff and all that good stuff. So, and, and AI, AI speaks his mind. You know what I mean? You never heard people, you never heard teammates saying, hey, you know, they didn't like AI. I mean, if they did say they didn't like him, it was because he didn't pass the ball. Because he right. didn't count on people or whatever, you know what I mean? But that's about it. But AI is my man, man. I, I, love, I, love, my Philly, I love my Philly stars, man. I love Allen Iverson, Charles Barkley. Donovan McNabb, Randall Cunningham, you know, these are all people that got chewed out, you know, in their respective sports by the Philly fans, you know, and, you know. But I do like the respect everybody gave AI when he came back to Philly this past year. You know what, I was was at his going away party, and we had asked him, you know, you're probably going to come back to play, or are you going to come back to hang out, blah, 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 blah. And he said to us, I don't want to come back. He said, because I don't think you guys are going to want me back. And as he was, like, talking to us outside of the reef, there were people yelling off the roof of John's, which is right across the street, stuff like, get out of here, you're a bum anyway, blah, 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 blah. And when he came back, it was so good to see him get a standing ovation. Everyone wore their Iversons jerseys, and it was, it was good. I, I, and he had that press conference afterwards. That's why he said, I didn't think. Philadelphia will want me back here. He clearly said, he said the same thing he told us that night when, he, when they interviewed him about the standing ovation. But that's the Philly fan for you right there. You know what I mean? That's the Philly fan right there. It's just hot water and cold water. You know what I mean? They're going to they gonna sit there and they're going to they gonna hate on you and hate on you and hate on you, but they realize it's all love. You know what I mean? They're going to they gonna give you everything they got and they want you to give, they want you to give them everything you got, and if you don't, they're going to let you know about it. Well, another thing is the media spin on him leaving. It, they tried to make it seem like it was like him trying to leave. 
but it wasn't the case. They they put him in a position where they forced him out. Exactly, cleaning out his locker, you know, didn't let him get in the games and all that other stuff. So yeah, yeah, wouldn't let him practice. Right. So you know, it was all stuff like that. Yeah, huh? Make sure y'all get, make sure y'all, make sure y'all get all the info before y'all start judging people, man. You know what I mean? Like everybody give McNabb a hard time out there in Philly. You know what I mean? Talking about oh he this and that. He don't he don't he not hurry. Old he's this. You know he can't run anymore. This and that. I mean the man just came back from a hardcore injury. You know what I mean? And it's just you know what I mean. It takes time. People people people. But that's a Philly fan for you. They don't give you no time. They don't give you no leeway. You don't get no leeway. You got to bring it all 100% every time, and that's it. And you better win. Nobody cares about all the rest of that stuff, man. Nobody cares. Well, you know what I say about Philadelphia sports teams? It's kind of like cancer. <laughs> the money's in the research, not in the cure. So the money is into the sports teams actually getting close but not winning. Because I have a feeling that once Philadelphia starts winning stuff, our fans are going to be like, all right, that's it. <laughs> I'm done. I got my parade in my lifetime. That's all I needed. Right, right. So, yep, Philadelphia sports team, how I like cancer. So we got, uh, we got uh, some, some, some good stuff going on in the world. Uh Obama is now the uh, officially. Last time it was just reported by the OP, AP, Associated Press, but he's now officially the Democratic candidate to run against McCain. And they already bring up all kinds of crazy stuff, talking about you know fist bumps and where it originated because his wife and him gave each other a fist bump. What is that about? Apparently, nobody else in the world has gave anyone else in the world that. Apparently. I don't know, look, I, I, I didn't come up with the stories. I, I just report on them. That actually upset me when I saw that. Yeah, but it's, just, it's really crazy. Like, come on now. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't really care. All I'm just saying is it's going to be a great race between McCain and Obama. I'm looking forward well, to it. Well, you know it's really getting a lot of press again. Uh, Bill's, uh, Bill Clinton's infidelity, again, the same women, Jennifer Flowers and, um, what's the other chick? Not Monica Lewinsky, the other one. Jennifer Flowers and, well, whatever the second woman was that originally came out against Bill, um, they have sites where they're very graphic about, uh, encounters with Bill Clinton. And the only way you can read the story is if you pay, it's like a pay-per-click uh, site. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But see now, but now they need to go ahead and let them go. So let the Clintons go. Let them, you know, go where they're going to go and do what they need to do. Well, this isn't going to go go away, especially with the Gina Gershon thing and, I don't know. See, that's why you can't be sticking your, your pen in everyone's ink. You bound to leave a trail. <laughs> what? I like that. I like that. I like that. That's good. I like that. I mean, you know, you messy with it. You remember the dress situation with Monica Lewinsky. What else is going on in the world? Well, I just got something across my screen that said Coolio was arrested for driving with a suspended license. I, I, see, this is my thing. Like, I don't understand. And this is this is something I really want to get on top of because, I mean, I don't I don't know how you can go out with this stuff not in order. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you Coolio. I don't care if you. Denzel Washington, I don't care if you Keith Sutherland, I don't care who you are. How are you not going to go out with your stuff in order? How are you going to drive a suspended license? How are you going to drive with your registration unrenewed? 
and you ain't got your driver's license on you and all that crazy stuff. Like, how do you do that? Um, I have a better question. Is Coolio even still a celebrity? No. I got, I got, no, I got another question. Okay. Does he still wear, does he still wear his hair the same way? You know what? Does he still wear his hair the same way? That is a good question. Because would would anybody even recognize him if he didn't wear his hair that way? <clears throat> he probably would be what on the C list of celebrities now. Um. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. Jeez. Um. He kind of looks like Ruth Paul now. Wow. I mean, he's not cross-dressing or anything like that. I'm about to let you see the picture in a second. So you can see exactly what I'm talking about. If you can, uh, wow. if you can go look at that picture I just uh passed over to you. And oh, it looks like the, uh, the the defense is resting for the R. Kelly trial, so we should be getting a decision in oh another five years. Is that still about the PP? Um, yeah, and apparently there were other little girls he started messing with as well. Um, his former publicist's daughter, who is now 19, he apparently was having sex with her before she turned 18. Um, yeah. Here's a, here's, going back to Coolio real quick, here's a Coolio thing. Why would, why they say the 44-year-old rapper? He's not still rapping. Like, shouldn't they say, like, former rapper or ex-rapper or... Like, What's he doing? Rapping? And yes, he still wears his hair like that. <laughs> well, we can't really say that because he has a hat on. He's got the hair sticking out. He might be—he ha- might have a receding hairline that we can't tell in this picture. Yeah, he got the hat on. Who who used to wear a hat like that? Oh, kid from Kid and Play, didn't he used to wear the hat with the braids coming out? The, they cut a hole in the hat with the braids coming out? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was trying to erase that memory out of my mind. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve. But yeah, he does. He does look like a cross. He does like a RuPaul mixed with uh mixed with the chick from uh Coming to America. Not Coming to America. Mixed with the chick from uh Boomerang, the Strong J chick. Yeah, he He looks like a mix of Grace Jones and, and RuPaul. <laughs> I I don't, I don't know what to say about this man. But yeah, I mean, come on, y'all. I mean, I understand that his real name is Artist Leon Ivy Jr. And it's been 13 years since he let go of Gangsta Paradise. <laughs> years. That's amazing how time flies. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I would never think that it was 13 years ago when I came out. I mean, maybe because I don't. Maybe because I don't sit there and think about. I mean, sometimes I do good songs. I'll think about, oh, you know, I remember where I was when this came out, or I remember where I was when this came out, or I remember where I was when I first heard this. But for the most part, I don't really do that. Actually, there was a song called the Sunscreen Song um, that came out in 1999, two years after we graduated. Um, I actually wanted to play that. So we have another seven minutes before our guest is supposed to be calling in. So I'm going to go ahead and play that song now for for, for the uh, the audience. Is that all right with you? That's fine with me. Let's hear it. All right, put it on now. Ladies and gentlemen of the class of 2007, wear sunscreen. If I could offer you only one tip for the future, sunscreen would be it. The long-term benefits of sunscreen have been proved by scientists, whereas the rest of my advice has no basis more reliable than my own meandering experience. I will dispense this advice now. Enjoy the power and beauty of your youth. Never mind. You will not understand the power and beauty of your youth until they fade it. But trust me, In 20 years, you'll look back at photos of yourself and recall in a way you can't grasp now how much possibility lay before you and how fabulous you really looked. You are not as fat as you imagine. Don't worry about the future. Or worry, but know that worrying is as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubblegum. 
the real troubles in your life are apt to be things that never crossed your worried mind, the kind that blindsides you at 4 p.m. on some idle Tuesday. Do one thing every day that scares you. Sing. Don't be reckless with other people's hearts. Don't put up with people who are reckless with yours. Floss. Don't waste your time on jealousy. Sometimes you're ahead. Sometimes you're behind. The race is long. And in the end, it's only with yourself. Remember compliments you receive. Forget the insults. If you succeed in doing this, tell me how. Keep your old love letters. Throw away your old bank statements. Stretch. Don't feel guilty if you don't know what you want to do with your life. The most interesting people I know didn't know at 22 what they wanted to do with their lives. Some of the most interesting 40-year-olds I know still don't. Get plenty of calcium. Be kind to your needs. You'll miss them when they're gone. Maybe you'll marry. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll have children. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll divorce at 40. Maybe you'll dance the funky chicken on your 75th wedding anniversary. Whatever you do, don't congratulate yourself too much or berate yourself either. Your choices are half chance. So are everybody else's. Enjoy your body. Use it every way you can. Don't be afraid of it or what other people think of it. It's the greatest instrument you'll ever own. Dance. Even if you have nowhere to do it but in your own living room. Read the directions, even if you don't follow them. Do not read beauty magazines. They will only make you feel ugly. Brother and sister, together we'll make it through. Someday a spirit will take you and guide you there. to know your parents. You never know when they'll be gone for good. Be nice to your siblings. They're your best link to your past and the people most likely to stick with you in the future. Understand that friends come and go, but with a precious few, you should hold on. Work hard to bridge the gaps in geography and lifestyle, because the older you get, more you need the people you knew when you were young. Live in New York City once, but leave before it makes you hard. Live in Northern California once, but leave before it makes you soft. Travel. Accept certain inalienable truths. Prices will rise, politicians will philander, you too will get old. And when you do, you'll fantasize that when you were young, Prices were reasonable, politicians were noble, and children respected their elders. Respect your elders. Don't expect anyone else to support you. Maybe you have a trust fund. Maybe you'll have a wealthy spouse. But you never know when either one might run out. Don't mess too much with your hair, or by the time you're 40, it will look 85. Be careful whose advice you buy. But be patient with those who supply it. Advice is a form of nostalgia. Dispensing it is a way of fishing the past from the disposal, wiping it off, painting over the ugly parts, and recycling it for more than it's worth. But trust me, on the sunscreen.
we're back. Hello? I remember that song right there. What'd you say? I said I remember that song right there. Yeah, yeah. It's so, it's so, it's so, it's so true. So it's like one of them songs you need to listen to every now and again just to get, this, get your mind in the perspective. I actually uh, stumbled upon it and uh, upon it again in the last couple of days. I was like, you know what? That was a really good song, even though it's like, oh, wait, here goes our comedian calling there right now. WLPR, who are we speaking with? How you doing? This is comedian Derek Gay. <laughs> hey, Derek, how are you? How you doing? I'm all right, Ferg. This is Derek. Derek, yeah, I'm, you doing? I'm doing good. How about, you? how about yourself, Derek Q? <laughs> Uh, you're a little, you're a little hyper. Um, everything all right? Everything all right? What? Am I a little? I'm a little what? You're a little hyper. Oh no, I was just uh, doing Pilates. So um, yeah, uh, with this new Indian instructor, she's bad. So therefore, I was a little excited because the way she's doing things and moving her hips and stuff got me a little excited. But I'm cool now. So what's going on with you though? <laughs> Not a thing. Wanted to, uh, you know, interview you, talk to you about what's going on with you, let people know who you are, and let them know that you're featuring at the Laugh House this weekend so you can, you know, want to yeah. come on out, even though it's, like, slavery hot outside. Yeah, it is, it's it's hot as a slave ship outside. Yeah, you're right. But, um, whew, um so, yeah, uh, I will be at the Laugh House on, uh, on Friday and Saturday. Me and True Ray going to blow that thing open. So what else you need to know? Or do you have any questions? No, about the yeah. show? No, 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 no. Rook? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, you have any questions for Derek? Yeah, I, I had a chance to check out a little video of you on uh, online and uh, cracking up, man. Very, very funny. You got uh, you got any comedians out there that inspired you on, to do what you're doing? Yes, sir. It was, first, it was Richard Pryor. Watched a whole lot of Richard. And then... um. My mom got me an album one time. See, I used to be a clean comic. And then when my mom got me the Richard for Christmas, something happened where some of the Richard had rubbed off. And then watching Richard and him dying December 10th, you know, it was like him leaving sort of, saying, you know what, one of y'all New Jacks got to do the thing. So now I look up to Chris Rock, but Richard always be my number one. But right now, looking in the game today, Chris Rock is number one. So I look, uh, I kind of mold my career kind of like he does. You know, him doing his fifth HBO special it gives me a drive. It's like the driving fuel to watch Chris do his thing at such an older age. And me being young, I want to go try to do the same thing. You see what I'm saying? No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Now, I, what is that? I, I'm in the, I'm in, I, I said I'm, I'm definitely with you. I'm with you on that. I'm in the entertainment industry myself, and I know it takes a lot to get up there on stage. So when did you actually commit? to being a comedian? When did you decide that this is exactly what you want to do? You ready to get up there? You ready to fall on your face? You ready to make people laugh and all that? When did I, when did I make that choice? See, when I, was, uh, when, I was about, when I was about 19, that's when I started. The day after I turned 19, I got on the mic, and I, and I did that. You know, it was my first time out. really didn't know what I was doing, but then I just gave it a whirl, and it worked out. But when I turned about 21... I did a show at the Keswick Theater in front of, like, 900 people, and I did good. So from there, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to just jump into this thing head first and see what happens. I hear that. That's what's up, man. So what, 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 you got, I know you got, a, you got some uh, you headlining at the Lab House coming up this weekend. What, I'm uh, featuring two race headliners. It's going to be good. Oh, yo, you're featuring. Okay. What other, what other, what other goals and stuff you got, you got uh, in mind? You, got, you know, you want to go on tour. You want to do TV shows. Yeah, um, basically right now, about it, right, uh, right, right about now, I, uh, my focus is just mastering, or getting better at, not necessarily, well, mastering, yeah, in time, the, uh, the, the art of stand-up comedy, but yeah, I want to hit Hollywood, I want to go to New York and just get on every microphone I can, because it's like, there's a comedy club every corner in New York, but going to Hollywood, doing TV six times, but I got my own entertainment, my own little comedy group I call the Tainted Church Boys. And I want to see us as a team go further in this uh, entertainment game, getting on TV. So the TCB gang, yeah, the Tainted Church Boys, do that. Church and gang in the uh, – oh, jeez. It's an oxymoronic slap in the face, I know. But that, that's what makes the comedy up. It's an oxymoron. But it, 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 it stays in your mind. It has like a ring to it. But we just, we just went with it. Um, you're going to wind up putting your foot in your mouth again. What did you say? 
you're going to wind up putting your foot in your mouth again. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know how I do, Q. That's just that's, that's just my uh, speciality, putting my foot in my mouth because people are around that I didn't think was around, and that's how it always goes. <laughs> that's always our funniest moments with you when you uh, put your foot in your mouth. But it, you know, you yeah. sound back pretty good with that, though. You're you're yeah. you're you're good on your feet. And um, like I always tell people, whenever I, I talk about you, you have you have great use of the stage. You use your entire area, and, and regardless of what's going on, you bounce right back. So you yeah. have to do that in conversation as well. So you know, that's that's good. That's really good because a lot of people can't do that. Yeah, I'm pushing, man. I think it's a gift. I thank the God, the God of all. So out of all your jokes, which one is your favorite one? Right now, my favorite joke is a joke that I haven't even done in the last house yet. It's about proper parenting, and uh, usually, and I and I say, you know, we got to stop. You know, since Dyfus is cracking down on people who kids, I say we do as the Africans do. So basically, you blow darts on your children, put them to sleep. That's the best way. Tranquilizers and um, going out to this day, I think is one of my favorite jokes when I break down the the entire meaning of Goya beans. An, an acronym form. Yeah, so that's those are my two favorite jokes. Actually, the Last House has that on their um their podcast. Uh, actually, put the link on the email listing that I have. I was also going to edit our description okay. of today's show and put the link up so people can see that. So yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about with the Goya beans and and Farouk, you saw that too, right? Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. I'm glad. There's a lot of people. A lot of people remember that. Like, people hit me up in the street and say that joke back to me. It makes me feel good, but it also makes me feel bad because, as, you know, audience members are memorizing, comedians are, too, because comedians are a bunch of sharks. So, therefore, i got to keep my stuff fresh because, well, I'm not, I don't like to fall into that pool of robbing jokes, so I'm always, you know, trying to, trying to stay on my feet right. So, how, so how, do you, how do you, speaking of uh, staying on your feet, because I, I hear a lot of that and see a lot of that, you know, all of a sudden I'm watching one comedian and I'm like, wait, somebody else said that joke. Or, you know, he might have put a little twist on it. How do you keep from, you know, how do you keep, you know, you out there, you performing live, there's other comedians out there watching you doing your thing. How do you keep your stuff sacred and keep it tight with you? And also how do you avoid falling into the trap of taking somebody else's joke that you might think you could take and make better and you and you flip on that? Like, how do you, how, how do you balance that? That's a good question. Now, the best way for comedians not to write or, or copy your jokes, you've got to come up with something so outlandish. So I try to stay on outlandish. I don't want to do, like, if I talk about Barack, it's got to be stupid crazy, like something that, like, how, did, how the hell do you think about that? Or it has to be so outlandish that people can't really memorize it. They can only remember it for how crazy it was. And the best way not to copy nobody's jokes is don't watch too many, don't watch too many comedy shows. Just, just for GP. Don't go on Comedy Central and start watching just comedy specials. I kind of just kind of stay on mine. You keep watching comedy shows some, subconsciously for some reason. You go to sleep, wake up, and hear this joke like, oh, that's hot. And you think you did it. But, you know, in all reality, it was on TV last night. Somebody else did it. So I kind of not watch comedians. I watch my favorite comedians. And in respect, I'll never take their jokes. And you want to be as crazy, outlandish, and clever as possible so, so people can't copy your jokes. Yeah, the the Goya bean, yeah, yeah, your Goya bean joke, if someone ever took that, it, it, we know exactly where it came from. It's, you know, it's it's not one of those jokes where, you know, oh, I'm not even going to go. Um, see, if I go into specifics, we'll know exactly who I'm talking about, so I'm not even going to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah, what you want to do, you want to, you just want to think so far off the box because there's thousands upon millions of comedians so, therefore, it's like comedians sit on comedians' laps and auditions lines trying to get on spots. And what you got to do is, as you see so many, you sit there like, what am I going to do to be different? So the best key is, as a matter of fact, a comedian uh, named Naeem Lynn, he told me, don't write stuff, write stuff that people can't steal. In other words, no, don't stupid stuff. Just write something that's so clever and off the wall that they couldn't, they don't even have the mental capacity to kind of say it back to the audience. You see what I'm saying? Now, yeah, man, so. you, say you, you, say, you say as comedians sitting on top of comedians laughs at some of these auditions. Have you ever, have you ever, uh, or will you ever put yourself in like 
one of the positions to auditions for like last comic standing or and I have and I really have stood in line for ten hours for thirty seconds and didn't get on because I, it wasn't what they was looking for now like I don't know you know what this airs on but I'm one of them real comics like I like to tell you right now that you know a lot of stuff is politics so basically what you got to learn my father told me Derek you know how much politics is in this game so what you got to do is you got to prepare son so you do you prepare. And you just keep preparing and keep preparing, and your shot will come. Because it's all about getting that shot. Yeah, you can go on TV and all that. Some people, they can get on these shows. They've been in the game for 20 years. And, they, and then they go stand next to a dude that's been in the game for like three and a half years. And then sometimes the guy that had three and a half years gets the spot. Or the guy that did 20 years gets the spot because he had, he had representation. Or he was just funny. You see what I'm saying? It's all politics. It's like a look they're looking for. It's TV. So basically what you do in your comedy is you just get good. That's funny. That's funny because that falls right into our topic, our main topic of the show today, where you know we got people out there who are, you know, for instance, there are some comedians out there who might come up to an audition, the same audition you do. You might bring the hotness, and you got everybody cracking up, and he might bring his old mediocre game, might bring up his old old jokes, and nobody's really laughing, but he might get the job just because of his reputation. You see what I'm saying? His rep or his look. Right. Put you like this. Okay, I'm explaining to you. All right, say. Got Tweety Bird and Sam Cassell in the room, right? <laughs> so you got Sam Cassell and Tweety Bird in the room. They tell the same joke. It's the same heat, right? Matter of fact, Sam Cassell gets a standing ovation all the while Tweety Bird gets this big clap, right? Who you think they gonna pick? Tweety Bird, because Sam Cassell is yeah, you know. He plays ball. He don't tell jokes. They're looking for that look. Got to have that. If it's the boyish look they want, they want that. If it's the cute bird look that he wants, and Sam Cassell, you know, he shows up and he swings at the plate and he hits a home run, but if he don't have that, that bird look, they're not going to pick him. You see what I'm saying? Now, I can go uh, shout out to my man, Denny Live. Denny Live lost to what? Little JJ, huh? So little JJ is a little boy. He got on Nickelodeon. See what I'm saying? It's a look. You know, Denny Live is a, is a short, pudgy black dude. We all love him, but he ain't going to look right on Nickelodeon. You see what I'm saying? Right. Right, right, right. That's definitely the case. That's exactly what happened with that, too. Yeah, so. And then when they went on tour, there was a whole bunch of issues. I had heard, like, I had heard, I, now I'm not hating on little J.J., but little J.J. couldn't cater to the audience because he was a kid. They did his thing. Uh Alex Thomas did his thing because they were adults. They could handle adult audiences, but little J.J. couldn't do it. Now, if it was a bunch of kids in the audience, little J.J. would have shined. You see what I'm saying? So it's all about, oh, look, it's politics in this game. That's what I'm learning. All the comedians, all the underground comedians or the comedians that quite make it yet, they tell me this stuff so I just know. So, you know, it's just that knowledge that, you you know, you want to get out. And if any comedians are listening, you know, take that and, you know, roll with it. And don't think it's all peaches and cream because it's a lot, of, a lot of politics. But when you get your shot, take it. That's what I'm saying. And, and, and how long have you been doing this again? You started when I first started coming down here, right? Uh, it's been four, uh, about four years and ten months. It'll be five years, uh, July 30th. Oh, wow. Yeah, it'll be five years I've been doing it. And you started when you said you were, what, 19, you said? When I was 19, yeah. I'll never forget. Uh, it was uh, the summer after my first year of college. And I went and... Somebody, I remember Cassie told me in high school I was funny, but I never acted on it. Then finally in college they said I was funny, and then I went to the last house one time and sat at over mic and saw all the over micers, and I said, you know what, I can do this. So I'm gonna go home and write something to the best of my ability and see what happens. And then I went up there and I bombed, but I got one giggle out of the audience, one single giggle. It was like from some white girl sitting in the middle of the audience, right? It was so funny. And she was the only one to do it. And I said, you know what, that giggle is going to keep me going. So I, after that giggle, I just kept going and kept going, and then it turned into a uh, what I wanted to do with, with the rest of my life. So, you know, thank the girl for giggling. Yeah, and you actually just changed your routine from squeaky clean to a little bit dirty recently because when I started coming down there two years ago, I took down to her last house, you were not cursing. People were pulling you yeah. to the side telling you you need to curse, and you just would not do it. Now, now, this right now, let me explain that. Now, me, I can do both styles of, I can do, I can do both styles of comedy because I do church. As a matter of fact, I kind of sort of started in church. So, me cussing is only for shock value. Like, me, I'm not a comic to cuss out of context. Like, you hear a lot of, 
that's why that's why uh, Death Jam and Comedy View get you know bad raps because sometimes not necessarily Comedy View more Death Jam because they say that people cuss and cuss and cuss like you go to a church and you tell them that you're a comedian do you do Christian comedy or do you do that Death Jam stuff because all they do is cuss not knowing the genius that came off Death Jam because they can't get past the cuss words so basically I don't shroud my set with straight cuss words I, I, I cuss for shock value when I really got to make a point that's when I put one in there just to punch you in the mouth real quick to let you know oh yeah this is going on in society we have to be known about it you know we want to know but it's, he's going to make a funny point you know I'm not preaching at you but yeah I only start cussing for maybe some kind of shock value I still I, I still consider myself a, a PG-16 comic yeah well, I, was looking, I was looking for a, a website for you. At one point, you did have a MySpace, but I, I can't find anything else for you. I don't see the MySpace or anything. How oh, let me explain. In contact with, uh, yeah, explain what happened with that. Now, MySpace, I behind. I changed password to my first MySpace, the one that was MySpace.com backslash Derek Gaines, and I forgot the password, and I went to try to get back on there. I ain't been in on that joint since, what, uh, I think, uh, I want to say, um, I want to say May of last year. <laughs> so uh, basically, I started a new one. It's myspace.com backslash the Tainted Church Boy, and that one is where you can find all my information. At. The Tainted Church Boy. The Tainted Church Boy. Yes. Okay, good. I'll put that up on um on our description of the show as well for this week. So yeah. outside of the last house this weekend, what else do you have going on in the near future? Well, I got, I got a couple church shows coming up, a, a couple July 4th shows, basically venues. I'm going to go out to Brooklyn. I got a lot of comedian friends out there. I'm going to hit up their rooms. Basically, I'm grinding right now. I ain't got nothing big. I just did Def Jam auditions. That was that went real well. And uh, we'll see what you know what comes from that, what, uh, what the guy says, what the talented people say, if I got it, if I don't got it. I'm going to check that out. And basically, I'm just on my grind, stage to stage to stage to stage to stage, basically. Stages of stage. You get on all the stages you can. I'm about to open up. A, uh, I'm about to get a room in South Jersey in Voorhees. It's called it's called Coffee House Comedy. It's gonna be good. It's at a little coffee shop, a little black-owned shop in Voorhees, and we're gonna bring some color to Voorhees. That's a real white town, but white people like to laugh, and so do black people. And they ain't got nothing in South Jersey. Like I said, I live in Lindenwald, so you know what we yeah, got. So I gotta do something. Uh, last season they had who was that? A uh, Damon Wayans son or Keenan? Keenan Ivory Wayne, his son was uh-huh. on the, the last season of Def Comedy Jam, and he didn't do too well. And he didn't do too well? I, did you see that episode? I heard he just did a little whole lot of falling on the ground, and he was loud, and, you know, he had personality, but he didn't have jokes. But you know how we got on? Because he's Keenan Ivory Wayne's son. Are you serious? Keenan Ivory Wayne wrote uh, Raw for Eddie Murphy. So, you know, he has his... So you know somebody, you always gonna get on. That's the thing. Yeah, but sadly, at, at the at the expense of the viewers, though, because that was not a good experience for me. Yeah, see, sort of like you know the politics of it all. Like my man, you talking about you, you know, knowing about the entertainment game and politics. It's big. It's huge. Politics is huge. It's like it like I, I remember like back in the eighties, it was easy to blow up. It was easy to blow up in the eighties because comedy was new. That's when comedy ruled the world. You can tell a small joke and get on. Like I remember Chris Rock's story, the uh the comic strip took them under his wing and they let him work that room and he started being able to work white rooms and black rooms and whoever else in New York because you know New York is a mountain pot, so they saw that he could attract all folks, but see they let him get on. See when you get into one club, one mainstream club in New York, you can get in all mainstream clubs in New York. It's like weird. And I don't know, because maybe maybe a more professional comic might correct me, but that's what I see. It seems though if you get in one, you can get in all of them. Um, I have a request for you to provide all the information for the cop- coffee shop. I have a listener in New Jersey. Oh, okay. Um, it's a, uh, I want to say it's on it's on Route 561 in Voorhees, and yeah, uh, 561 in Voorhees. The name of the, the place is called South Jersey Java, and we're going to be opening that room, I think, in the middle of July because we just talked to the owner today. We're working out all the familiars. So 561 in Voorhees, uh, it's called South Jersey Java. You can look it up. It's like uh, just SouthJerseyJava.com. It should be on there because it's a brand new. It just opened, and, you know, they everything, and we, we just jumped to the chase when they said they wanted a comedy show. So, 
See, you just put out some shameless promotion. Yeah. <laughs> so what day? The coffee is good. The coffee is good. Yeah, this is pretty good. The coffee's good. Okay, the viewer, the listener, I'm sorry, not the viewer because you can't see us. The listener says uh, she knows where it is. It's in Eagle Plaza. Yeah, that's it. No, 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 no. That Eagle Plaza is on 561. That's actually down the street. So if you leave Eagle Plaza, you want to make a right and just keep going down, and it's right before Alluvium Court. Alluvium Court is like this big house in development in Voorhees, and all the rich folk live there. There's some stars and football players are back there. But, no, it's right before that, and it's in this. Uh, called, uh, I think it's called Voorhees Crossings or something like that. And it's like a little, it's a little plaza. got like a karate school and some, you know, some dude made all these clothes and now he's trying to sell them. You know, it's like, you know, it's nice. It's real quaint. It's cordial. Very cordial, but it's not equal class. <laughs> all right. She, she, she says she got it. All okay. right. Well, whenever you guys open up, I want to come out and take some pictures and put it on our site, you know, since this, this yeah. is a topic that we do cover. And we okay. are telling okay. people to come see you and so forth and so on, so people know that these things really do exist, and that we're not just, you know, putting out hot gas on a hot day. I can dig it. So, Rook? Yeah, that works. Yeah. I appreciate y'all. Well, right, we, we, always, we always be supporting right here, man, definitely. Keeping track of you. So don't forget to check out uh, the Tainted Church Boy uh, on MySpace, MySpace.com backslash Tainted Church Boy, right? Oh, and, oh, oh, yes, and go to YouTube, type in the Tainted Church Boys on YouTube, me and my best friend, Grant McBride, we made up a uh, a janitorial blues for all the maintenance men in the world that feel as though they don't get they say and they're due, so go onto YouTube and type in the Tainted Church Boys, we got a couple hits because it's still real local, so if y'all want to go check it out, it's a real, it's a comedy knockout, it's bad, and uh, if you type in Derek Gaines on YouTube, I got a, I got a stand-up special on the Keswick Theater, so yeah, go check that out. Good stuff. You can watch show the whole family because we kept it clean for the American family of today. Yes. All right, Derek. Thank you so much for calling in. I'll go ahead and put some of your clips on my website and put it out my email um, listing. And you know, uh, you can call in whenever you want. We're here every Tuesday. You know, just keep us posted what's going on with you. Well, I appreciate y'all. I thank y'all. Q Radio. And my man in the back, I forgot your name, Bo, but you, you're in my heart. You're in my heart. You just left my mind for a second. It's no big deal. And hopefully I'll see you all on the weekend. All right? That's how. All right. Thanks. All right. Y'all be good. Thanks. You too. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's always good, man. I, I mean, I always appreciate that. Um, I always appreciate the comic, comedians and the rappers and the entertainers who can come out there and, and, and do clean work. Because it's, it's, it's really, really easy to come out there and fall into the trap of, of cussing and, you know, because it's so easy just to throw it out there. You know what I mean? It takes a lot more intelligence and a lot more uh, 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 thinking to actually use words that are intelligent and that mean more than cuss words do. But, you know, just to do it for the shock value is cool. That's why I always, re- always will respect Will Smith as a rapper is because he never did it with cuss words. I mean, it's, 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 it's real easy to get up there and talk about shooting this mother effer and shooting that mother effer, and I did this to this B-I-C-C-H, you know, but, you know, to actually get up there and keep a party rocking and win Grammy Awards and everything with no cuss words is hard. That's why I give people mad respect. So mad respect to Derek Gaines, keeping it clean. I know you throw some cuss words every now and again for shock value, but the core of what you do is still right there, my brother, and I, I definitely appreciate that. But the thing is, he can switch up his set. He can, you know do it with with or without the curse words. So he, he's versatile. He knows, you know, oh I'm at this I'm at a church function. I can't say uh X, Y, and Z and oh I'm here at the last house. I'm here at uh because we no, I think that was a religious thing. But he, I'm in a place where I can curse but I still won't go overboard with it. Right, right. So yeah, he's he's one of my favorites. He, he, great energy. You saw his uh the clip of his um set. Uh, you can go ahead on the YouTube and and look up the Tenant Church Boy because I could not find his stuff under his name, and yeah, now I see why. Yeah, when you told me he was calling in, I was looking for it too, and I and I and I found only thing I did find was the clip that was on uh that live that uh podcast from uh Laugh House and Laugh House podcast people. Please, if you upload those videos. Can y'all uh, compress them a little bit? It took me like 10 minutes to download it because it was like 70 megabytes big. But I know y'all want the quality. I understand. I just did my first podcast, and 
It couldn't be no more than 10 megabytes, and it looked like crap, but, you know. Well, I, you know, they have a massive server for the uh, videos, so that's why the quality is so, you know. But I will speak to the executive assistant who's actually here with me. <laughs> she's not in front of me right now, but uh, she's the one who set up um, Derek calling in to speak to us. Nice. So, um, but yeah. Oh, and uh, if you look up Teray, he's hilarious. And if you look up um, Buck Wild, he's my favorite dance partner at the moment. Um, he's hilarious as well. So they're all going to be down at the Laugh House this weekend. I'll be down there at some point, I believe, <clears throat> assuming that this. Teray is a light skin boy, right? No, Teray's dark skin. Is he? You're thinking of D Ray. Yeah, I'm thinking of D-Ray. Uh, yeah, me and D-Ray don't go back like like car seats at the moment. Oh, really, y'all? Y'all sitting straight up? No. See, I was... Uh, long story short, he said something to me at the bar. I just, I, I'm not a very nice person when I don't know you, so I was just like, you know, kind of fleeing him. Um, so then I went to the showroom, and he was headlining, and I was in at the, sitting at the table right in front of him with a guy, a male friend of mine. So we're drinking his, um, our drinks at the table, and T-Ray turns to us and is like, oh, y'all a couple? And we're like, no. Nah. He was like, so he turns to the guy who was like, you're not hitting that? He was like, no, nah, I'm not. She's a beautiful soul. T-Ray says, she's a beautiful soul, what? He was like, oh, well, you know, she's nice and you whatever. Y'all just friends, you know. So I guess that's cool. He was like, my sister, you know, uh, you know, y'all, y'all cool, y'all cool. Uh, just so, just take a sip of your drink. So I'm looking at him like he's going to say something smart. He's going to say something smart. He's like, go ahead, it's fine, go take a sip of your drink. So for the sake of the show, I take a sip of my drink out of my straw. And he turns to the guy I was with and says, see how easy it was for her to put that in her mouth? Yeah. Hold on, this, was this why he was doing his set, though? Or? Yes. Yes. And you, yeah. you, you didn't like that, huh? You took it personal? Yeah, I took it a little personal, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Because, you know, I, 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 I have uh, only once, we went to a comedy club back in 2000 in New York, Caroline, uh, right off of Times Square, and... I was with my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. And, you know, she's white, and come on. I mean, putting a brother and a white girl in the front is, is just asking for it. So, you know, we got it a little bit, you know what I mean? But we took it. But, yeah, that, that some of that stuff he was saying is, you know, it was a bit far. It was a bit far. Yeah, and I think it was because I didn't engage in conversation with him while watching sports at the bar. Oh, okay. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm usually nicer, but, you know, not that day. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like time is winding down here. Yes, yes, we have one minute remaining. So I guess we should start our sign-off. <clears throat> Don't forget, watch the Lakers and the Celtics. They're about to battle out game three. That's what I will be watching. I made some ribs last night, and I'm about to give them to my son to eat for dinner. Is your son old enough to eat ribs? My son, all of a sudden, you got to realize, like six months ago, my son all of a sudden just, maybe like five months ago, he just stopped eating baby food. He just wouldn't eat baby food. But, yeah, he's eating ribs now. We gave him some ribs last night, and he loved them. I mean, Daddy cooked them, so I don't know what else you want to think. I'm a great cook. Oh, boy. Well, yeah, uh, watch, uh, hopefully, the final game of the series. Um, that is, that's, a, that's a low blow for your Lake, you Lakers fans, and I know it is. But anyway, um, go watch the game, everybody. Um, have a great night. Thank you for joining us again on WLPR. We love Philly Radio. Join us once again next Tuesday at 8 p.m. where we'll be talking probably about some scandal that they've pulled out of their behinds about Obama. Um, don't you love how the media is so predictable? And we're gonna and we're gonna have some um some, some hopefully we'll have some 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 special Philly mu- Philly grown musical guests that I don't want to jinx but I put the word out so hopefully they'll show up we'll be looking for them too. All right, you have your girl Q. And I'm Farouk. Go Eagles. <laughs> 
a little early for that, but yes, go Eagles. Have a nice night, everybody.